Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 84. In today's podcast, we're talking about the top seven inexpensive ear mite remedies. The new steps you can take for treating your dog or cat's abscess at home. What is a poultice and how you can use it to relieve inflammation. Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. I'd sure appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Lastly, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. Seven inexpensive ear mite remedies. Ear mites are surface mites that spend their entire life cycle primarily in the ear canal of your dogs or cats hence the name. The most common ear mites are called ododectes and they feed on skin debris, wax, and oil in your pet's ears. Ear mites are highly contagious and although they are generally found in the ears, they sometimes wander out onto other parts of the body causing more irritation. These pesky parasites are usually not life-threatening, but they can cause severe itchiness, discomfort, and on severe cases, ear infection and hematoma on the ear flaps. The other big point is that they are not infectious to people. So their entire life cycle is on your dog, on your cat, within their ears. You cannot get ear mites. What are the symptoms of ear mites? The ear mite, although it's microscopic in size, the infestation can be easily recognized through your pet's behavior and appearance. The most common symptoms are head shaking, scratching, hair loss at the base of the ear, skin irritation and inflammation, and the single big point, you get this excessive amount of this really thick black debris, and that's really typical of ear mites. So what are some of your treatment options? Well, with the home remedies for ear mites, it takes approximately 21 days for ear mites to develop from egg to a mature adult. They can live for about two months inside your pet's ears while they continually reproduce. To effectively eradicate ear mites, treatment must cover the entire life cycle. Treatment should therefore be followed for three weeks. First week on, second week off, a third week on. So here are some of the holistic options. First, you can consider an olive oil and calendula mixture. Just mix eight tablespoons of olive oil, two mils of calendula tincture. The mixture will loosen up the black debris and olive oil suffocates the ermites. The calendula tincture acts as a soothing agent because of its anti-inflammatory properties. The mixture must be stored away from direct sunlight. How would you use it? Put five drops into the ear and gently rubber massage the base of the ear until the mixture reaches the ear canal. You can use a Q-tip to wipe excess moisture and black debris out. Make sure not to push too hard and avoid hitting the eardrum. Day one is usually cleaning up the debris. Repeat the procedure two times a day for seven days. Stop the medication for a week and follow up the same procedure for another seven days. Coconut oil. Coconut oil is a wonderful oil to have on hand because of its nutritional and medicinal benefits we can get from it, as can our dogs and cats. It has antiviral and antibacterial properties that could address the ear infection caused by the ear mites. Its consistency can also help smother the adult mites. How would you use it? Warm up the coconut oil to liquefy it and follow the same steps as the olive oil and calendula oil mixture. Repeat that procedure two times a day for seven days. Stop the medication for a week and then follow up the same procedure for another seven days. Diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth is a naturally occurring talc-like powder from fossilized remains of marine phytoplankton. A diatomaceous earth works by compromising the waxy coating of the ear mites but it's very safe for our dogs and cats. How would you use it? Put a pinch of diatomaceous earth at the end of a Q-tip and gently put it inside the ear up to the ear canal. Rub it in and then gently wipe it off. 
Day one is usually cleaning out the debris. So you can even start out with something like the olive oil calendula mixture and then use the diatomaceous earth. Repeat the procedure two times a day for seven days, stop the medication for a week, and follow up the same procedure for another seven days. Baby oil. I had many clients in the past use baby oil. Once again, that's effective. We're just really smothering the mites. It's something most of us have at home and it can be used to treat ear mites. There, there is baby oil that also contains vitamin E, mineral oil. It's a really good option for cleaning, breaking down the debris, especially when you're initially trying to clean those ears. So first you just put two to three drops of the baby oil into the ear canal in both ears. Gently rub and massage the base of the ear, then clean it with a Q-tip. Make sure you don't push in too hard, avoid hitting the eardrum. Day one is usually cleaning out the debris. Repeat the procedure twice a day for seven days. Stop this medication for a week and then follow up the same procedure for another seven days. Another option is MCT oil. So it's primarily derived from coconut oil and it has been known to be helpful in increasing energy and really important for brain health. We're also starting to use it for seizures in our animals. Being in an oil form, its consistency can also help suffocate the adult ear mites. And then, so it's a little bit easier to apply than just coconut oil. It's all already in this liquefied form. How would you use it? Much the same as just how we described with all the other treatments. You're starting out by cleaning the ear, applying it twice a day for seven days, seven days off, and once again, twice a day for seven days. Another good oil that many of you have not heard of and not used is called almond oil. So sweet almond almond oil, it's a wonderful natural oil, comes out of almonds, really high in beneficial fatty acids. Also contains a lot of vitamin E, which is a powerful antioxidant. It can also really help soothe those sore inflamed ears. Like all the other oils that have been previously mentioned, it can smother and kill ear mites. So do the same similar procedures. You're applying, you know, two to five drops twice a day for seven days, stop for seven days, and then repeat. The last one I wanted to mention is neem oil. So the really important thing about neem oil, it is considered sort of one of the top anti-parasitic oils in the world. It's a tropical evergreen tree with the scientific name Azaratica indica. It's actually one of the largest and fastest growing evergreen trees reaching heights of 40 to 80 feet. And it can live up to 200 years. It's drought resistant and heat tolerant. It's native to Southeast Asia and Africa, and it's been widely used in Arduric Chinese medicines for centuries. Neem oil is cold pressed from the seeds of the tree and used for medicine because of its high antioxidant, insecticidal, and healing compounds. The leaves and the bark of the tree are also used for their medicinal properties, including their high carcinogen content. So how would you use neem oil? First, you need to dilute it to a 2% solution. So by doing that, you'd be using one mil of neem oil in 50 mils of a carrier oil, you know, such as olive oil or MCT oil. And then follow the same thing. You're applying, you know, two to five drops of the oil in both ears twice a day for seven days, stop for seven days, and then repeat. New steps to treating an abscess at home. I want to give you a little bit of an update on abscess treatment in part because some of it's changed and I've just had a number of pet parents write in and like okay I followed some of your steps it didn't work so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update on today's podcast so what are the signs you might see a red and possibly swollen area on your dog or cat often there's uh, visible puncture marks there may be bleeding there could be lameness for instance a cat's been bit bitten in the leg and he's starting to limp you're going to do a bit of an exam you're often going to find a palpable area of swelling and pain 
and just look closer at that. Often you're gonna actually see, yeah, there's the, the obvious abscess, or there's the bite wounds that have caused the abscess. Also feel your dog, your cat's ears, especially if they're feeling hot, likely they have a fever. Go ahead and take their temperature. If their temperature is elevated, i.e., you know, above you know, 39.5, which is sort of 103, and a dog or cat, likely your dog or cat has a fever, most likely they've got an abscess. And what are the causes? Most of the time you just get small puncture wounds, i.e. from a bite wound, bacteria multiplying into the skin, turning into an abscess. So what should you do or what can you do? Well, the first big thing, know when to see your veterinarian. You know, if your dog or cat is very lethargic, not eating or drinking, go see your veterinarian immediately. You know, bacteria from the abscesses can spread throughout the body, uh, causing a, ki- a condition called septicemia. So then you want to have, you know, immediate veterinary care. But if your dog or cat is still they're doing relatively okay, they've still been eating and drinking, you find the swelling, you can consider uh, some of these options, taking some of the procedures into your own hands. So the first big thing, some of these guys are really sore. It's hot. It's really difficult to do anything to them. If you have something like a, a mild painkiller or sedative that is safe to give to them, that's a good way to start. Often what I've done with my own animals is I'll use a little bit of CBD oil. My own CBD oil, it's one drop per 10 pounds of body weight. That's uh, so one milligram, which equates to one drop per 10 pounds of body weight. I would give Tula two drops. I would give Murray uh, one and a half drops. That'd be enough just to take the edge off. If you don't have CBD oil, another option is valerian, valerian root tincture, you know, half a mil per 20 pounds. Or another option is a homeopathic a flower remedy called Bach Rescue Remedy. There you're giving sort of three to five drops. Just give them something to take the edge off. You can do a better exam. Step two, you're going to examine this really well right? And you're going to take your pet's temperature. Is, has he got a fever? 100% you've determined. Clearly there's an abscess. Okay, so now we've got an abscess. Step three, let's clip and clean this area, right? So you need to have either clippers or a blunt edge scissors, enough just to remove as much hair as possible. And then I want you to get an antiseptic flush and cleaner. An easy thing you're all going to have on hand is concentrated black tea. So just make a really strong cup of concentrated black tea. Plain old red rose tea is just fine. Really strong. Just let it cool down enough so it's comfortable to touch. Either have a piece of 4x4 gauze, a little piece of gauze if all you have is a cloth, so be it. And you want to clean that area really, really well, right? And then you can have a much better look. If it is open, so the abscess has already opened up and it started to drain, then you need to be really flushing it right, where you're gonna actually get a syringe. But if it is not open, it needs to be opened up. So one option then, so you've just got this swelling, it hasn't opened up to drain yet, you can just try it with a hot compress. Just means you're getting yourself a really hot cloth and you're putting that right on top of that abscess area, holding that for five to 10 minutes while it cools down. Do that for two or three times throughout the hour. See if that's enough to loosen it up and have it open up. If it doesn't open up, it needs to be opened up and drained. If you're not comfortable, you know, opening up your dog or cat's abscess at home, then you need to be going to visit your veterinarian and having them lancet perform surgery. But this is what I would do at home. Next thing I would do is I I would apply a surface topical anesthetic. There's one called xylocaine that you can just pick up at any pharmacy, right? So it's got topical anesthetic in it in a cream form. I'd rub that on the surface of the skin. I would get myself a small number 15 scalpel blade also available at my pharmacy. And I would make a small incision in through that skin so I can open up that abscess. And that's the big principle of treating any abscess. They need to be opened up, 
flushed and drained. So once that happens, then I would take my 20cc syringe, which I also picked up from the pharmacy, and I'd be flushing in my black tea mixture two to three times a day for five to seven days, keeping it open. Like that is the most important thing. Then number six, it's nice to give some type of antibacterial. You're not gonna have antibiotics on hand. All of us are gonna have honey. Honey is a great antibacterial option. As far as honey doses, we're looking about a half a teaspoon of honey per 10 pounds of body weight, given that daily. And then at the same time, after you've flushed and cleaned that abscess, you can also put the honey on topically. You can drip it right into the wound because it'll, it'll work internally by giving it orally and it'll also work topically. Other options to consider, I've many other pet parents have tried many things. Colloidal silver, many people claim that's really effective. You can use that topically and orally. There are garlic tab tablets, also called Allison. Another good option. I've had many people use those. That can be really helpful for our dogs. There's a homeopathic called Parcel. I've had many people use it. Go to 130C capsule twice a day. And then there's a topical a herbal tincture, Golden Seal. You could apply it topically and into the wound itself. I and mean, I think my last big point, any big, big takeaway, is it needs to be opened up and drained, flush really well, and you need to keep that sort of abscess area open for a minimum of three days. You gotta make sure all the infected material inside the abscess is drained fully. And that's the big key to healing and treating an abscess at home. The last part of the podcast, what is a poultice and how can you use that to relieve inflammation? A poultice is a paste made of herbs, plants, and other substances with healing properties. The paste is spread on a warm, moist cloth and applied to the body or pet's body to help relieve inflammation and promote healing. Some can also be spread directly on your pet skin. It's been used for centuries to help treat inflammation, insect bites, and more. So what are some of the big benefits? You not only get the benefits of the ingredients being used, but the methods itself. Because when you're using heat as well, it increases the blood flow to the area, which is a really key and important part of healing. So what could you use poultices for? First, poultice for an abscess. An abscess, also called a boil, is a collection of pus that forms due to a bacterial infection. A poultice has been a popular home remedy for the treatment of abscesses for centuries. The moist heat from a poultice can help draw out the infection and help the abscess shrink and drain naturally. Poultice for infection. Poultices can be made to treat infection by killing bacteria and drying out the infection. The use of poultices made of herbs, mud, or clay for infections has been used for hundreds more like thousands of years. Poultices for cysts. You know, a cyst is just a sack of fluid, you know, that's just kind of mixed in there. Think of it as sort of a blocked duct and the fluid can't drain out. Really great option is a warm poultice, right? So you can just pop, you're applying heat along with something else on top. Cabbage that just crushed. It's a great poultice option. Poultice for arthritis. The most common reasons our pets are on anti-inflammatories is for degenerative joint disease or arthritis. You know, but there are other options. Because of this 2010 study on people with osteoarthritis found that applying a warm ginger compress to the kidney area improved pain and stiffness as well as overall well-being. Ginger and a number of other plants, such as comfrey, have been shown to have anti-arthritic, anti-rheumatic, and anti-inflammation properties. Applying a poultice made of herbs for arthritis can help relieve inflammation and pain. So lastly, I wanted to leave you with this really simple kitchen ingredient, which is really great if you're trying to treat, say, a cyst, a boil, a bit of an abscess on your dog or cat. You can use baking soda. A baking soda poultice requires nothing more than two or three tablespoons of baking soda mixed with just enough warm water to make a paste. 
What are the ingredients? Two to three tablespoons or more of baking soda, enough hot water to form a thick paste, organic cheesecloth or cloth for covering, a waterproof covering to keep the poultice on. So make this thick paste with baking soda and water. You can apply it directly to the wound or place it between two layers of cheesecloth and then apply the cloth to the wound. Leave it there for 20 minutes to three hours as needed and repeat as necessary. And lastly, you wanna make a really good point of washing it off if you're using it directly on the skin is you don't want your dog or cat licking off all this baking soda or sodium bicarbonate and ingesting it. But next time your dog or cat has a cyst and a little wound, you're like, oh, what else can I do? Consider this a baking soda poultice option. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening to this edition of the Dr. Jones Veterinary Secrets Podcast. First, I hope you enjoyed it. I love your feedback. You can send me an email to podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. As well, too, you can leave a comment on the blog. I post all the podcast episodes on my blog, and it's at www.theinternetpetvet.com. Once again, thanks for listening. This is Dr. Jones.